one of the heroes. Well, this guy was a jet off the halfback flank and midfield and, well, everywhere. Utility. Rock everything. It was magnificent. <laughs> um, played in the premiership for Carlton. I mean, can you believe that? Carlton actually won flags. <laughs> well, that was a long time ago. But uh, this guy was a superstar and that's Earl Spalding and he joins us. G'day, Earl. Gents, how are we going? Couldn't right. be better. Thank you for this. You're uh, injury-ridden as well. You've just come out of the dentist, so uh, we really appreciate you giving us some of your time, mate, and hopefully it wasn't too painful. Yeah, I'm a bit lighter off in the mouth and in the back pocket, you know, the dentist <laughs> like, so um, if I'm talking a bit funny, that's why, but anyway, we'll soldier on. Earl, it's was here. Thanks for joining us. How How is the rest of the uh, the rig post-career and... Uh, you know, you obviously would have played a little bit more, did a bit of coaching, you played a bit of cricket as well. How's the uh, body holding up? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I, I did a posterior cruciate towards the end of my career and that can get a bit sore from time to time, but uh, I, I think I'm free from any uh, concussion symptoms. Um, that's my opinion. Other people might differ, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been pretty fortunate. And post, obviously, yeah, post career. What did you, what did you sort of get up to once you left AFL footy? Uh, came back to Perth, played a couple of years over here. We actually got a, a premiership reunion um, at Ushim, for Ushimano, uh this weekend. So um, that's from twenty five years ago. Oh, hang on. Uh, tell us about that grand final, that premiership, mate. I mean, we're going to touch on the ninety five one from the Blues, but uh, the East Frio one. Yeah, tell us tell us a bit more about this game. Yeah, I, I was an on I was an on field. Um, Passenger really uh, had the best seat in the, in the house. I I came back had a few injuries that year. Managed to get back in the side uh, back end of the year, and I don't think I contributed too much. We had a pretty good side. I think we only lost two games for the year, and uh, the guys that lost it the year before, so they were pretty driven. So yeah, I was just on the back of the bus getting a free ride. Really, it's always nice to have a, a premiership uh, around the uh, around the neck. Who was uh, in that team? That uh, was anyone in that team that went on or? Uh, not really. The, the, um, Josh Carr was a late, I won't say a late out. He, he was probably 23rd man. I was part of the selection committee. I was pushing for him, uh, just in case he's listening. Um, <laughs> uh, well, my brother had a year at Carlton. He was in that side. Um, Greg Madigan, who was at uh, Hawthorne yep. and uh, Fremantle, he was in that side. Um, I think that's hit it from AFL. Point of view. I'm probably missing out someone who will let me know tomorrow or Friday. But um, yeah, no, it, was, it was a pretty solid team. I've uh, been built up for a couple of years, and um, uh, like I said, we lost. It was pretty similar to the Carlton. We lost two games in a row mid-season, but then um, I think we finished off with 15 or 16 in a row as well. Yeah, no, it was a quite a dominant performance by the Blues that year. As you, mm. you mentioned, the two losses, but uh, you just nothing was going to stop you. And you're you're a lot. You're, you're very clear the best team in the in the country. How much fun was playing with those blokes? Um, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good year. We're up, we're out of the pump from obviously going out in straight sets the year before and losing the grand final '93 when we probably. Uh, overwhelming favourites so we had a bit to, to prove and a bit to make up for and um, um, the first final was pretty close Brisbane were in pretty good form so it was, back then it was 1v8 so um, they were a pretty good eight and they were a bit stiff uh, to go out the first round but once we got over that hurdle we sort of got a bit of confidence from that and the next two finals um, the margin was pretty comfortable at the end the games were maybe a bit closer at times but um, yeah, we, we were pretty driven 
And do you remember you remember a lot of the day in the lead up? Um, I, I was fortunate enough to, to coach uh, a couple of grand finals and a couple of premierships, and I remember my advice to the guys in the first one was, you know, they'll go really quick, and before you know it, it'll be over. And um, I, I know my first grand final at Melbourne, that was the case. Like you're running out there and you're running around on cloud nine, and next thing you know, the final siren's gone, and you're 96 points to the to the bad. So. Um, the, the days do go pretty quick. Um, you know, you're really focused on on what you can and can't do, and on your role in particular. So, I'd sort of recall the last uh, quarter a little bit because we, you know, I think we got out to like 13 or 14 goals up at one stage, and I think they kicked four of the last five to, to get back to 10 or 11, whatever, whatever the final margin was. So, my only thought at that stage was to hopefully beat the um, beat the record I was part of from. Uh, from eight years before, but uh, yeah, we sort of ran out of gas. Yeah, no, well, you, you're very good. Now, tell tell us your journey into the AFL or VFL back then, uh, Earl. I mean, you, you played three seasons with uh, the Perth Demons as well, um, and then you made your way to, to Melbourne. How did how did that happen? Yeah, it was actually four years. I was I had one which was injury riddled as well, but it was pre-draft. The the draft actually started the end of '86, but it was um, it was only I think. Tassie and uh, South Australia at that stage. Um, the uh, West Australian were exempt for it because the Eagles were coming in. So I came across on a borrowed form four from uh, Western Bulldogs, I think, or Footscray back in the day. And um, yeah, so made my way to, to Melbourne at the uh, end of beginning of sorry uh, of '87, and um, uh, had uh, five fantastic years there. Was there a reason that you left Melbourne or was it you're running out of spots to play or why why, why did you leave to go to the Blues? Yeah, I just thought as a team we're probably on the downslope. We'd sort of had our opportunity and, and missed it. Um, I didn't feel that um, the coach or coaching panel trusted me um, and... Uh, at, at, you know, I think I got dropped every year, and there would have been definitely times I deserved to. I'm not trying to, so I didn't. But I just didn't feel I had had my back, so I thought um, the opportunity to come back home was was uh, on. So we tried to do that, and that fell through. So the last minute, um, we got to Carlton. Yes, yes. Well, I was just just looking at the. I mean, your last year at Melbourne was '91. Now Jim Stein's been the Brownlow that year, and just mm. had a magnificent season of footy. What was it like being around him that year and him just being on fire like he was? He was actually really struggling pre-season and uh, even the first game over, we played um, West Coast over here and uh, he found a bit of form in that game. It wouldn't have been his best, but then from then on he just um, he just flourished and uh, he was just uh, so driven, Jim, to, to be the best he could be. He, um, I think we had, uh, in his end of, sorry, training camp, beginning of 89 uh, we had a run up Mount Buller which is still the hardest thing I've ever done in my life I think <laughs> I think Jim came second so yeah he just it was so determined um, it, was, it was a great strength of his just a, just a really determined footballer um, and he got the best out of himself and um, it certainly would have been a nightmare to play against mm-hmm. in fact I, I did once so they threw me into the ruck um, when I was at Carlton 
because I couldn't get a kick anywhere else against uh, Melbourne and uh, I thought oh, no, I've got him covered here and I've got a knee right in the middle of the chest <laughs> so um, and then at the chasing round after that <laughs> it wasn't much fun <laughs> has, there, has there been anyone sort of similar to Jim uh, for our younger audience that is uh, that, that has played since I mean you, I mean I just say the determination and obviously his story is ne- never going to be replicated but I'm um, just just the the work and the the effort that he has put in. Is there anyone that you've seen um, since him uh, to be like him? Well, I, th- I think of Dean Cox from um, West Coast uh, got around the ground as well as Jim. It's probably a bit taller, so he had more hitouts. But I, I still think Jim would have um, uh, outrun him. Like he just had this enormous engine and, and uh, enormous desire to keep going. So yeah, it would have been. Uh, if you had to actually tag him, it would have been a nightmare for an opposition rugby. And just speaking of Jim, how disappointed were you in 89, uh, 87 prelim? Like just uh, that that day. <laughs> Well, just to balance it out. <laughs> yeah, no, for me, it was the first, um, f- first year in Melbourne. I just thought, how easy is it? Not how easy is this, but it sort of all just fell into place for us. And um, you sort of think, well, we're going to have plenty of these opportunities come forward. And we played finals every year I was there. But um, you look back now, and we had plenty of opportunities to win the game before that. I mean, if you stop the last play, basically, from us kicking the point... Our, our setup and everything was just horrific. And as a coach, or well, I call myself a coach now, you look back and you you go through it and you just think, wow, we <laughs> how bad we were defensively when that's all we had to do was defend. Um, and poor old Jimmy Copeland in that because he ran over the mark. So, yeah. Well, you referred to yourself as a coach there. Um, what was it like uh, under David Park and throughout the early nineties when you were dominating at Carlton? Uh, well, Parco uh, was a great um, motivator of, of men and had great, well, built great relationships with his players. Um, but technically, really, the game was still in its infancy. Like, um, I think the kicking zone was only just um, starting. So, um, yeah, it was it was more about getting the players up and, and getting the best out of them rather than tactically outmaneuvering your opposition coach. And just following on with that, what was it like playing next to Sticks Kernhand down in the, the forward line in those days? Well, un- unbeknown to me, I was a dummy, so they used to get me to lead up and then pick it over your head with Sticks. So I think Sticks had more fun than I did, but um, <laughs> uh, he's a I mean, great player and a great great bloke to be around. We, yeah, I really enjoyed... I was so fortunate in my 11 years in Melbourne to, to play with some of the players I did, but just... The camaraderie we had on and off the field at both clubs was fantastic. So, um, yeah, you just feel blessed. Do you ever catch up with these blokes? Like, when, when's the last premiership reunion or anything like that uh, that's oh, happened? We had everything booked uh, twenty twenty, and of course, yeah. um, oh, COVID yeah. lobbed us, yeah. and, and that that was the end of that. So, we've got one in uh, eighteen months' time. We didn't end up uh, revisiting that um, for some reason, but we. T- I mean, I try and get over once a year to see a game and. Um, uh, I put a 12 month ban on myself last year after going overboard but um, <laughs> we, uh, yeah. but the, the guys have a golf trip every year in, in October and I, I went last year but um, the golf was pretty disappointing too so I gave myself a 12 month ban there as well um, but you know whenever we can I've just been away um, with the family and, and big scrubs big Steve O'Dwyer came, came with us to, in Barcelona and in Italy so that was great to uh, spend a bit of time with, with the big creature we were you know, great mates back in the day and mm. um, got a lot of respect for each other so it was, was good to see him 
That's yeah. awesome. I bet, I bet. You didn't see Damien Hardwick over there at all, did you? Like, while you were travelling? I mean, he apparently he's hot property. No, no, we're probably three or four star. I'm sure he's a bit higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, uh, the Earl Cup on Saturday night. Uh, I'm sure you're uh, going to fly over to present this to either side. Um, how, how have we seen footy these days? Um, oh, look, I still enjoy it. It's... it's well, I don't know if frustrating is the right word, but, you know, all the talk around concussion, and it's, it's, it's certainly valid. Um, but the art of tackling and that, it's, um, yeah, watching the game, it can be frustrating if one tackle gets rewarded and one tackle gets penalised. Uh, I'm not sure the umpires are actually to blame. Well, I know they're not to blame. It's, it's probably a direction that uh, no-one's really sure of at the moment. So um, hopefully... Um, that'll sort itself out but it, that can be a bit frustrating but everything else I really enjoy the game it, it's hard watching on TV you've got to be there live to really appreciate you know, how hard the guys run and how hard they work these days and and how tough a game it is collision wise as well so um, they earn every cent they get yeah, they do and uh, what, what about Saturday night um, the two teams knocking uh, heads with each other it should be a classic game um, uh, like uh, you're enjoying the Blues that'll run there on and uh, Melbourne how far can they go yeah look I was, I was probably a bit dubious on both of them about three or four weeks ago but Melbourne's form seems to be stacking up okay I just thought they were pretty good against um, the bottom teams but struggled a bit against the teams up the ladder but I think they've certainly solidified a bit there and they'll miss Petty being out, so that, that'll hurt them a bit. They've got to find another alternative to goal. Um, and, and Carlton have been really good. You know, they've, they've still got some players out that they'll miss, but they've been able to cover them. I, I think their issue early in the, in the uh, year was just a lack of pressure on the ball or pressure uh, on the contest. And um, the, the last seven weeks, and that comes with a bit of confidence as well, but the last seven weeks has been outstanding in both those areas and it was great to see um, you know, Charlie on the weekend the, the, the contest he, he managed to make when he was out of position it's very easy to make contests when you're sort of in position but when you're out of it to, to compete against two people and bring it to ground and give you an opportunity was fantastic and that's that's probably in my opinion the only thing that was missing from his game was you know he's I think one might be biased but I think he's clearly the best player in the comp at the moment in terms of being able to win games for, for the team mm-hmm. so it's going to be a, a great game and you know obviously Melbourne's stuck up really well defensively and Carlton's offence is pretty good at the moment so that'll be that'll be worth watching as well I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to ask uh, you know superstar <laughs> Melbourne ex-Melbourne you gotta, you got to tell him Melbourne win just to, just to keep us happy too mate <laughs> Uh, well, Carlton's already had a draw, and uh, I don't think Melbourne have, so. <laughs> well played. Uh, you also played a bit of cricket for Western Australia in your younger years as well. Uh, playing, uh, what was it, a few se- uh, a season with the Western Australia. T- tell us about your cricketing career, and um, and uh, did you watch the Ashes this year? I did watch a bit of the Ashes. Um, we're fortunate in Perth, we get probably a couple extra hours before it gets ridiculously late. Um, so we've got a session and a half in most times. I'm a bit of a um, downhill skier when it comes to watching cricket, but I, I don't like it when Australia aren't going that well, so I tend to turn it off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting series. I, I think I think uh, we sort of were a bit fortunate we won those first two close ones because we were certainly outplayed towards the end of the, end of the uh, series. Um, and in terms of my career, yeah. it was pretty short and uh, I was a bit of a tear-away fast bowler. We got an opportunity mainly because um, some experienced guys retired and uh, um, 
probably didn't make the most of that opportunity but I was always going to be a footballer I always loved footy more than cricket and um, any opportunity that came along footy wise was going to was going to take the front seat rather than the back seat. But was was it difficult to combine the both? I mean, you're playing for the Perth Demons at the time as well. So, I mean, you're yeah, obviously going straight from footy to cricket. Yeah, cricket and footy. It became quite handy with uh, footy. You got me out of pre-season training, which was um, <laughs> always a bonus. Um, so, uh, yeah, well, it did in the end. I mean, now they've, you can't play probably past uh, 16s really um, they demand so much from you in your, in your 16, 17 year old years in footy that um, cricket becomes a, a bit of an issue so I feel sorry for the kids who, who like to combine both as uh, younger guys but um, if you're going to be serious yeah, you've sort of got to prioritise one and go as hard as you can at it Yes, and we've got Chris Waterman on um, uh, very soon. Uh, tell us, uh, how, how's the build-up to the derby? I mean, is it, do you know even if it's on? It, uh, is that this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you, you know it's on because they're both shit scared to lose. Sorry, the <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, it's been, been a, a, a terrible year for West Coast um, in terms of injuries and, and obviously results. Um uh, and uh, the Dockers sort of came in with a fair bit of expectation and it started poorly, had a good patch and then had another poor patch. So, um, yeah, they've got a bit of work to do uh, in terms of uh, going forward. I think they've got a bit of talent there, but um, they've also got some things they need to work out. Well, they have got two really good young key forwards I think they should persist with. Um, uh, so that, that could be, that could be um, a bright future for them if they can get those two guys playing pretty consistent footy um, but yeah it's been been really low key this week <laughs> it's unfortunate really I mean, it's usually it's usually a great game so uh, it's disappointing yeah, we can't go skiing over here but if we could I know where most of the West Coast supporters are there <laughs> <laughs> oh we come to the east side of water Australia. skiing on the Margaret River now um if you speak to Chris later, just remind him he's the second best uh, footballer to come out of Rossmore Junior Footy Club, if you could. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> Are we talking to number one, of course? Uh, well, I, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll bring it up. Oh, fantastic. Hey, we'll, we'll leave it there, Earl. Uh, thank you again for giving us some of your time, uh, particularly under duress. Uh, it, uh, it's great to catch up and uh, talk a bit of footy with you, mate. No worries. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, Earl. What a champion. Uh, Earl Spalding.